We meet today in Isaiah chapter 65 and chapter 66. In these two chapters, we see the Redeemer's reason for rejecting the nation, reservation of the remnant, or preservation of the remnant, the revelation of the new heavens and the new earth, the Creator, Ruler, Redeemer, Judge, Regenerator, and Rewarder, the Lord who decides the destiny of both the saved and the lost. In chapter 64, we noted the fervent prayer of the prophet Isaiah and the people pleading with the king to break through all the barriers and come to the earth. Chapter 65 and chapter 66 contain God's answer to that plea. God makes it very clear that their sins and unfaithfulness are responsible for his judgment upon them, but that their sins have not frustrated his promises and purposes concerning the coming kingdom. God has preserved a remnant through which he will fulfill all of his prophecies. Again, he gives a vision of the kingdom and a prospectus, if you like, of the eternal position of Israel in the new heaven and new earth. This will take us to the end of the book of Isaiah, which goes down in a blaze of glory. First, the Redeemer's reason for rejecting the nation Israel. I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, Here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. Isaiah 65 verse 1 God is speaking here of the Gentiles to whom the gospel has now come. Actually, Paul quotes this very verse in Romans chapter 10 verse 20. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. You see, that is the way it happened for the children of Israel. That is the way it happened to you and me, my friend. Today, the unbelievers are not begging for the gospel. Not at all. Nobody is begging for the gospel. And God has responded to people who didn't even call upon him, just as I did. I never asked to be saved, but what did he do? He just saved me. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, according to their own thoughts. Isaiah 65 verse 2 And here God is speaking and talking to the Jews to the nation of Israel. God first gave them the gospel, and it was given to the Jew first, as we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Again, in Romans chapter 10, verse 21, Paul says, But to Israel he says, All day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. You see, my friend, God rejected them only after they had rejected him. A people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens and burn incense on altars of brick. Isaiah 65 verse 3. You see, this is the reason that blessings were withheld from Israel. They were continually going into idolatry and rebelling against God who sit among the graves 
and spend their night in the tombs, who eat swine's flesh, and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels, who say, Keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than you. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Isaiah 65 verse 4 to verse 5. Again from this we see just a partial list of the reasons for Israel's rejection. They were breaking the commandments of God which he had given them. And that's basically what they did. They consulted the dead, they worshipped idols, they offered sacrifices that were not acceptable to God. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will repay, even repay into their bosom. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, says the Lord, who have burned incense on the mountains and blasphemed me on the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work into their bosom. Isaiah 65, verse 6 and 7. My friend here, Israel walked in pride. They practiced the eternalities of a God-given religion, but their hearts were far from God. They practiced iniquity as easily as they practiced the rituals of religion. In doing so, they were blaspheming God. That is God's reason for judging the nation Israel. But there is also the preservation or the reservation of the remnant. A remnant is reserved through which all of God's promises are going to be fulfilled. And God always has had a remnant. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one says, do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it, so I will do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. All. Isaiah 65 verse 8. You see, in spite of their sins, God would not totally exterminate them because of the believing remnant. The remnant here is compared to a cluster of wonderful grapes that have been passed over in the vineyard. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah and heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. Isaiah 65 verse 9. Now the descendant from Jacob could refer to the Lord Jesus Christ, but more particularly here, it refers to the remnant out of Israel that is to be served. For the sake of that remnant, God will make good his promises. There is going to be a place, a place of safety, for the little flock, for the remnant. But you who are those who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who prepare a table for God, and who furnish a drink offering for Menai, therefore I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter, because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. Isaiah 65, verse 11 to verse 12. You see here, 
for the remnant of the nation of Israel. They went headlong without heeding or obeying the word of God. But for the remainder of the nation of Israel that went headlong without heeding or obeying the word of God, there remains nothing but punishment. There remains nothing but judgment. If they continue on in sin, they will be judged as surely as the Lord judged the bulk of the nation of Israel, my friend. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and wail for grief of spirit. Isaiah 65 verse 14. Well, just as God made a distinction between the nation as a whole and the remnant, he makes the same distinction today in the contemporary church. The church is a vast organization with a tremendously bloated membership. The question is therefore asked as to whether the church will go through the great tribulation period. Well, there is a church that will go through the great tribulation. It is called the Old Hallot Church, the Hallot of Revelation 17. It is just an organization and does not belong to Christ. It is not his bride at all. The true believers in the body of Christ will be taken out before that great tribulation period. And so we need to recognize that there is a distinction here to be made between that which is merely outward and that which is genuine. That which is merely outward will go through that suffering. But the real genuine believers will be removed in the rapture. Here is Isaiah 65 verse 17 to verse 20 talking about the revelation of the new heavens and the new earth. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. Now here is the creation of the new heavens and the new earth. We see here the creation of the new heavens and the new earth seems to precede chronologically the setting up of the kingdom here. Now at the end of the millennial kingdom, that is at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ, after that final rebellion, the creation of the new heavens and the new earth takes place. After the rapture and during the millennium, tremendous changes in the earth will be made. The desert is going to blossom as the rose. But when you get to the new heavens and the new earth, there will not be any sea. There will actually not be any desert. It will be a new earth. We will have traded in the old model and we will get a new one. And Jerusalem will be a city of joy. It is not that today, my friend. It has a wailing war and very few smiling people there. But the day will come 
when God will make it a city of joy. Here Isaiah is definitely speaking of the millennial blessings as well as the eternal blessings. There is not only rejoicing among the people over their deliverance, but they are also rejoicing by God because of their obedience and faith. Verse 17 all the way to verse 25 of this chapter describe the millennium. The suggestion that some may die during the millennium argues for the pre-tribulation rapture actually. If the rapture were at all the end of the tribulation, all who entered the millennium would have glorified bodies. Now the longevity of life that predated the patriarchs will be one of the features of the kingdom. People will live a long time. There won't be any need for senior citizens' homes, for example, because there won't be any senior citizens in the millennial. All of us will be young. Also, prosperity, permanency, and stability will characterize the kingdom of God. Oh, I like that. Now, today our prayer is, Your kingdom come, according to Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. In Isaiah chapter 66, my friend, the kingdom has come. Here is Isaiah 66 verse 1 to verse 3. In this chapter, we are talking about the creator, the ruler, the redeemer, the judge, the regenerator, and the rewarder. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. He who kills a bull as if he slays a man. He who sacrifices a lamb as if he breaks a dog's neck. He who offers a grain offering as if he offers swine's blood. He who burns incense as if he blesses an idol. Just as they have chosen their own ways and their souls delight in their abominations. Well, since God commanded the building of a post-exilic temple according to Haggai chapter 1 verse 2, and he spoke of a millennial temple according to Ezekiel chapter 40 verse 5 and the following, these verses should not be understood as indicating the end of the temple. Rather, they remind Israel that a temple is only a reminder of God's presence and a place for God to manifest his presence in a special way, and for men to approach God in that temple. Temple ritual, however accurately it is conducted, is sinful if it is not conducted with a contrite spirit. That's the point. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word, your brethren who hated you, who cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But they shall be ashamed. Isaiah 66, verse 5. God will make the distinction between the true and the false here. 
he will do. How? In that that which is real and that which is fake, he will distinguish. Christ said to the disciples that they were to leave the wheat and the tares grow together and that he would separate them in the last day. And God will finally deal with the enemies of Israel. They are also his enemies today. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Isaiah 66 verse 7. You see, the great tribulation will be a time of travail. Israel will go through the great tribulation after Christ is born in Bethlehem. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child who is Christ Jesus. And so this is a remarkable verse talking of the Messiah. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Says the Lord. Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb? Says your God. Isaiah 66 verse 9. You see, God will make sure that all that he has promised is accomplished. The 144,000 Jews who are sealed at the beginning of the Great Tribulation will come through it, not just 143,999, no, but every one of them will be there. How wonderful God is committed to fulfilling his promises. Now he can say, Rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her. Isaiah 66 verse 10 Now what a time of blessing it will be. It will be a good time of rejoicing and sharing in the joy of Jerusalem. Now the Lord decides the destiny of both the saved and the lost. Isaiah 66 verse 18 says, For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall be that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. All nations must appear before him, my friend. And at that time, a great company of the Gentiles are going to be saved as well as many people from Israel. The nations are going to come and worship in Jerusalem. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. You see, God's purpose and promises for Israel are as eternal as the new heavens and the new earth. Isaiah 66 verse 24 tells us, And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. Well, this verse describes the fate of the transgressors, those who rejected God's salvation. This is a picture of eternal torment where there is a worm that does not die and a fire that does not get quenched. Elsewhere, there is a worm too. Elsewhere, there is a darkness that is even thick, 
thick darkness. In other words, there is no peace, says the Lord, to the wicked, because God is going to judge the wicked. That is going to be their condition throughout eternity. No peace, no rest, no contentment, no God. The book of Isaiah closes with this third warning, that there is no peace for the wicked. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org.